I'm Jorge Salazar, reporting from the Texas Advanced Computing Center. Supercomputers have helped scientists find a surprising link between cross-shaped pieces of DNA and human cancer, according to a study at the University of Texas at Austin. DNA naturally folds itself into cross-shaped structures called cruciforms that jut out along the sprawling length of its double helix. The DNA cruciforms typically aren't anything to worry about, though. In fact, previous evidence show that DNA cruciforms are essential to life. They enable DNA replication, part of how cells make copies of themselves. And they help initiate gene expression, which makes proteins the body needs. What's more, small DNA cruciforms are commonly found inside our bodies. Scientists estimate as many as 500,000 cruciform-forming sequences of DNA can exist on average in a normal human genome. What the UT scientists are doing is investigating the origins of human cancer. And what they found is that these tiny cruciforms, just a small shape of normal DNA, are linked to mutations that could elevate cancer risk. Part of the study involved the search for peculiar patterns of the four DNA nucleotides adenine, thymine, cytosine, and guanine that form the base rungs of the DNA double helix ladder of life. Short inverted repeats of nucleotides create the DNA cruciforms, so they're a relatively easy way the UT scientists located cruciforms. Inverted repeats are sequences followed by their reverse complement. They're like a palindrome, a word phrase that reads the same backwards and forwards, such as the word redder. The Lone Star and Stampede supercomputers of the Texas Advanced Computing Center help the researchers find short inverted repeats of 30 DNA base pairs and under in a reference database called COSMIC. COSMIC contains mutations in human cancer that are somatic, meaning not inherited. I visited Karen Vasquez at her lab in the Dell Pediatric Research Institute in Austin, Texas. She's the lead author of the study published in March of 2015 in the journal Cell Reports. Dr. Vasquez is the James T. DeLucio Regents Professor in the Division of Pharmacology and Toxicology at the University of Texas at Austin. Our main findings from this study, first we found that short inverted repeats, certain sequences in the DNA that can adopt alternative DNA structures, aside from the Watson-Crick B-DNA, so we call these non-B-DNA structures. We found that these are mutagenic in yeast, in mammalian cells, in human cells. And so next we decided, well, is this really biologically relevant, this finding? So we went to the TACC and they offered us help to search for these short inverted repeat sequences in the human genome. And we wanted to see if they were enriched at translocation breakpoints in human cancers. And we found that indeed they are enriched at translocation breakpoints from human cancer genomes. So that gave us a very important pathophysiological relevance to our study. So we continued on to determine the mechanisms involved. And we found two different discrete mechanisms involved in the mutagenesis induced by these short inverted repeat sequences that form these cruciform type structures. We found that they can cause pausing of DNA replication forks and that can lead to double strand breaks. And we also found in a DNA replication independent fashion, they are recognized by DNA repair proteins and cut out of the genome. And so that actually leads to double strand breaks that can then lead to translocations in human cancer. Study co-author Albino Bacola also spoke with me by phone from his home near Asti, Italy. Dr. Bacola is a research associate in the Bosques lab of UT. In the cancer tissue, it is common that chromosomes break, and then the broken end of one chromosome is fused 
with the broken end of another chromosome. This phenomenon is called the translocation. And in many cases, translocations are what turn a normal cell into a cancer cell. So it is very important that we understand how chromosome breaks because they, they are important in cancer. What we find in our study is that the sites where chromosome break are not random along the DNA double helix, but they occur preferentially at specific locations in our genome. Dr. Bosca has explained more about how short inverted repeats connect to cancer. These are naturally occurring sequences in the absence of DNA damage per se, and that itself is causing, you know, somehow it's recruiting nucleases that cut the DNA. But when the DNA is damaged in general, it tries to process it, right? It, it fixes it, right? We have a lot of repair proteins and pathways to fix the DNA because you want to keep it intact. It's our blueprint. So what happens when you have a double strand break, it's very difficult to process those correctly. You're trying to glue these strands back together, right? But now you have a double strand break in a different area of the genome, and those two strands come from different chromosomes, from different areas, come together. That's a problem. So that's a chromosomal translocation. And now that's a problem because now all of those sequences are out of order or they're being regulated in a different fashion. So double-strand breaks can lead to cancer because they can lead to translocations, as well as other things like deletions and other mutagenic events that then disrupt our gene coding properties. And so now we have an oncogene or an oncoprotein that then can lead to cancer. For this research, the Vasquez lab had to work against time. The challenge and need for using high-performance computing, said McCullough, is the enormous amount of time a typical desktop computer needs to find all combinations of inverted repeats in a given DNA sequence. For this particular work that we have done, we have used both, as far as hardware, both the Stampede and the Lone Star Linux clusters. And we usually back up our data on the Corel. For the most part, we developed our own scripts. Along the way, we also had a practical problem because when we used our scripts, the scripts were working fine when we had to find inverted repeats with one sequence or two sequences. But when we were trying to scale up and put, say, 100 or 150 sequences on one processor and then do the job, then after a couple of hours, the processor will just stall and stay there for the rest of the day without doing anything. To solve, we had to get in touch with the tech support people, and they checked our script, and then they they analyzed the error log that we got, and finally we ended up with the solution of giving to each processor fewer sequences, and that was enough to solve our problem. But of course, we had to use hundreds of processors. Even one time we used uh, almost uh, a couple of thousand processors at one time to simply to get the job done. So, you know, that solved our problems, but it also showed that it would not have been possible to do this job without uh, the tech resources. The tech is an incredible resource in terms of its capacity and support we have been using it for some time now, and it is certainly a wonderful opportunity for researchers at UT Austin.
Dr. Vasquez said her research is just beginning to understand how DNA cruciforms fit into the bigger picture of cancer origins. We are basic mechanistic scientists. Um, so we start sort of at the beginning of the etiology, the development of cancer. So what is causing cancer is what we're interested in, in our laboratory for the main part. For example, we've seen here that perhaps these sequences that can form these unusual structures in the DNA, it's a plausible you know, explanation for how DNA breaks occur that can lead to translocations in cancer. So the next step then, of course, is to apply this to human health. And one step that we were able to make with TACC is to see that this at least seems to be one plausible explanation in human cancer because these sequences are enriched at translocation breakpoints. So that gives us hope and inspiration and enthusiasm to move forward. And our next steps then are we have a mouse model that can detect mutations and translocations in the mouse genome using human sequences from these cancer breakpoints. And so we have this transgenic mouse model, genetically engineered, and we'll use that to look at in a living organism. So what does this really occur now in the context of chromosomes in living organisms? Is it tissue-specific? Um, does, does aging make a difference? These types of questions. And, of course, the long-term goal for um, this type of study is to say, well, yeah, maybe this happens in mice, too. So now this seems really like it's occurring in vivo in a living situation. So then can we now with that knowledge, develop better prevention or treatment strategies for cancer patients. You've been listening to Karen Vasquez and Albino Bacola of the University of Texas at Austin. For the Texas Advanced Computing Center, I'm Jorge Salazar.